0: Hello everyone. You're listening to Night's History Cast, where we have conversations about history. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Central Florida's History Department. If you're a frequent listener to this podcast, welcome back. And if you're not a frequent listener, that's okay. We're happy to have you, and we hope you stay. Frequent or infrequent, you might still notice a change like who is this person talking right now? You're not Holly. Well, I'm Sebastian Garcia an undergraduate history student at the University of Central Florida, and officially the new podcast producer of this very own show, Knight's History Cast, and of the Florida Historical Quarterly podcast, which is also ran by UCF's History Department, so definitely go check that out. To give a bit of synopsis, since it's been quite some time, Knight's History Cast has been running since 2017 and is the brainchild of several people at UCF's History Department, including, but not limited to, Dr. Robert Castanello, Dr. Peter Larson, Dr. Scott French, and holly baker holly baker has been the podcast producer of this series since then and has recently stepped down and night's history cast has been in a bit of a hiatus state since 2020 for several reasons including the pandemic but i am happy to announce that it is officially back and running and i will strive to make these history podcasts as educational professional entertaining and as enriching as possible this week's pod is a is already a bit different um because of this long intro but again since it's been quite some time I wanted to bring everyone back up to speed as to what's going on with this with this history podcast series and it's also different because of the interview itself uh, I wanted to interview Holly Baker um for my first ever interview and episode for this podcast series quite frankly because her fingerprints are all over this show you know she produced all 18 previous episodes she narrated 14 of them and she personally interviewed um, in eight of the the episodes. So um, I wanted to do this as my first podcast to be um, sort of a legacy tribute to her, Passing the Torch, all those other synonyms um, that go with that to her primarily. In our conversation, we talk about a multitude uh, of topics starting from the origin of this show and how she was involved with that, um, the trials and tribulations that she had as a podcast producer for this show for over half a decade and why having, you know, a podcast of this caliber, a history podcast is important. And we also got into the history of podcasting. I mean, much much more. I don't want to spoil it. Um so I'll stop right here and I hope you enjoy listening. I definitely enjoy producing it and I hope you all welcome me with open arms and I will strive to do my best and elevate this show to the past and to the levels that Holly had it from before. Um So enough of me talking in this long intro and cue that music. Hello, this is Sebastian Garcia with the UCF History Department, and I have with me here Holly Baker, an alumni from UCF's Master's Program in Public History, an assistant producer of Florida Frontiers, the weekly radio magazine of the Florida Historical Society, an archivist at the Florida Historical Society, and the former producer of the Florida Historical Quarterly Podcast, and this very own podcast you are listening to right now, Nights History Cast. Hello, Holly. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. I'm excited to talk to you today.
0: I'm excited also. All right, so the first question I'm going to ask you right off the bat is, um, you ran Knight's History Cast since its inception back in 2017. Can you explain how this podcast series came to be, and how were you involved in that process?
1: Well, I have to say, Dr. Robert Castanello was my mentor at the time, and he's actually still unofficially one of my mentors for life, I guess. But um, he actually was the podcast producer for the UCF History Department at the time, and Um, I was very interested in learning how to make podcasts because of my thesis um, that I was working on, and it was about music, so I knew that I needed to um, bring podcasting into the story to help people hear the music that I was talking about, and so um, I obviously needed to learn how to make podcasts in order to do it for my thesis, and I'd never done it before. I had no idea, and um, Dr. Casanello said... Well, we have Knight's History Cast. I have to admit, he came up with the name. We were we were, toying with different names, and he suggested Knight's History Cast. And I thought that's a nice name. So, I'm trying to think of what the other options were, and I can't remember them. It was like History Knights Cast, and you know different things like that. So I'm like, I like that. That sounds good. Um, but uh, we needed to make a logo. He said, make a logo, whatever you want. And I thought that was pretty cool. So. You know, I came up with a logo. It looks like a crest, you know, a traditional crest with a microphone and you know, uh, a knight's uh, helmet, and um, and I think a book is the other <laughs> part of it. And uh, we would, you know, chose a yellow and uh, black or gold and black for the you know knight's colors. And it was just the concept was to interview um, academics who come to UCF to who were talking about topics to do with history. And you know, I thought, wow, that's a uh, Very open, you know. That kind of leaves, you know, you can do all kinds of stuff with that uh, concept. So basically, anytime we had someone come by who had just written a book or was doing a presentation, like the Schaffner Lecture Series or James Weldon Johnson Lecture Series or whatever it may be, I would just reach out to people and ask them if I could interview them. And so that's how it started. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think I think I did it for five or six years. Honestly, I can't remember exactly how many. And, um, but, you know, it was very, very part-time. So, it, you know, it was kind of, you know, one, one, you know, episode a month or, you know, every couple months or something like that. So hopefully, um, you know, it, it won't be, you know, now that you're the one doing it, I hope, I have to admit, you'll have, hopefully you'll be quicker than me, um, at, at producing these because, you know, sometimes life got in the way. I was also working on my thesis and, uh, all this other stuff, but, uh, definitely, uh, you have a lot that you can do creatively. Creatively with this uh, idea,
0: yeah. I think with the time you had, um, you know, with the with the short amount of time you had doing it, you you did impressive work. So, uh, and I and I and I genuinely mean that. So thank you. Um, so, night's history cast was always intended to be open ended. Like in terms of uh, the topics and everything like that?
1: I think so, yeah. It's basically, um, I like to just, anything to do with history. Doesn't That's what I liked about it too. Even though I love Florida history, it gave uh, an opportunity to talk to people about history topics all over the world. Um, So that was nice uh, to be able to do that. And again, I would just reach out to anybody I wanted, which I appreciated because UCF gave me the creative freedom to, interview whoever I wanted. Sometimes people would suggest um, somebody. Um, Dr. Casanello might suggest somebody. Dr. Scott French might suggest someone. Or um, there were actually the history department uh, coordinator who was putting together some of these events would sometimes give me a heads up and say, oh, you know, we have this brown bag luncheon with this person. Would you like to talk to them? I can arrange it. So the history department was very helpful, uh, uh, you know, uh, to uh, support team for me uh, to get these interviews. So it wasn't just me by myself going, oh, who do I interview? Like I had plenty of um, suggestions from people and, uh, and I got to meet so many cool, nice people doing those interviews, uh, world-renowned historians and academics. So I started making a list of the people I got to interview and I was like, wow, this is a really impressive list. You know, a lot of great uh, academics and scholars and historians come through UCF um, and I appreciate that they come to campus and, and talk to us so
0: yeah, yeah. I, I, could, I could say as a as a fan and as a listener of the podcast I really appreciated um the open-endedness of the the show of every you know well not week but whenever a new episode would have come out not really knowing what it would be about because it's so open-ended and and you know that's the beauty of history that I mean that's also sometimes the fear of history it's so open-ended but um and now sitting on the other side of these of this you know experiment, I guess you could say, uh, being the producer, I also appreciate it because it gives me a, a lot of toys to play with, to say the least. So,
1: Absolutely, yeah. Are you uh, uh, pre-using, uh I don't know, events and kind of got a list going of some folks you're thinking about?
0: Um, yeah, I have some. Well, I, I knew you were going to be the first one. I, I knew that. Um, as soon as the job was going to be official to me, I, I knew you were going to be the first one because I wanted this podcast um, episode to be kind of a legacy tribute to you and to all the work you've put in throughout the years of this um, incredible show of history podcasts so I knew that and then yeah I have some some others lined up after your episode but I won't I won't say any spoilers for now but I, I do got some lined up and like you said the history department UCF is so kind where they you know Dr. Scott French has given me suggestions and, you know, there's a couple of events coming up now in the calendar that I'm definitely have my eye out for to, you know, okay, I want to go to that event to see who's there see who I can interview. So yeah, I have some, some things lined up. That's
1: great. Isn't it fun to just be, just think, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, on a search, you know, uh, I don't know. uh, You, you, you're looking around, you know, like, I don't know. I I always say history detective, it's like a history detective, like taking notes and it is. you know, which story do we want to tell people about today? And one of the things I really liked about the Knight's History Cast podcast is there was, there's no limit to the length. Um, because I love making Florida Frontiers radio segments, but they're less than 10 minutes long. So you're trying to tell a, a story, sometimes an intricate, complicated story in, you know, five to 10 minutes. So the, the, uh, one of the great things about the Knight's History Cast podcast is... That you don't have to really edit out too much of the conversations that you're having for time link or length purposes. Hmm. So, you know, it's it's uh you can you know just get a cup of coffee and and you know have a chat and um you know see see what they have to say and you don't have to to leave anything out when you're when you're producing it and and finally um publishing it yeah right. publishing it on uh, on the stars website
0: yeah. Like, again, as a fan, I loved it. And now as a producer, I definitely love it. You know, I have a lot of, of freedom, creative freedom to do what I deem necessary or what is necessary. Because like you said, there's just some some interviews, some conversations that are worthy of having them full length. Some do need to be, you know, cut down. And an 8 to 10 minute at times is also the best choice to do. But other times it's not. So I do appreciate that of, about Night's History Cast. Yeah. Um So my next question is you've been heavily involved in history podcast making, uh, not just um, with this very own show, but with others, like I mentioned in the intro, uh, for a little over half a decade now, you know, five, six, seven years. Um, Why do you gravitate towards making history podcasts and what makes them so important for both academia and general audiences?
1: I'm drawn towards podcasts because it's another way to tell a story. I feel like I've been... I wanted to be a storyteller my whole life. I've always thought I wanted to be a writer. When I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to be a writer. My mom bought a typewriter for me. And I was like, I'm going to be the next Marjorie Keenan Rawlings. I'm doing this. <laughs> but then after 2004 with the explosion of podcasting, it kind of opened up the world. You know, um, It's like bringing a book to life. Bringing, and, and also it's very intimate, too, I like, because you've got one voice that you're listening to who's telling you a story. Like somebody, I think about sitting around like at a campfire or something, and, mm-hmm. and somebody's got a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And when you have the headphones on and you're listening to a podcast, it kind of puts you in another world. You know, you're kind of transported to that place. And so that's why I, I thought, okay, podcasting is the next thing for me. In my mind, I thought, this is a big deal for storytellers and for historians. And, and we're all very busy too. We all, a lot of us spend a lot of time multitasking, you know, driving down the road uh, in public transit, whatever, out and about. And that's another good thing about podcasts is you can take the story with you. You can listen when you have time. You could be mowing the lawn and listen to a podcast and you're learning something about history. And also I like when you get to interview people and you let them tell their story. So it's like an oral history as well. So you're capturing somebody's life story there. And also, it's just nice to hear a person's voice, you know, um, when they're talking about their life. When you're looking at it on, in a book, it's nice, but it's something about a podcast and making a podcast brings, just brings a story to life in a way that other mediums don't allow for. So I would I think I, that's why I was attracted to podcasting. You know, just the timing, you know, it just happened to be the right place at the right time, and it just happened to be... The, the, the right way for me to do my thesis. So I'm, I'm really thankful, honestly, to Dr. Uh, Peter Larson. He was uh, my professor at the time in a historiography class. And I remember he said, whatever your thesis topic is about, you better really love it because you're gonna be eat, you're going to be eating, sleeping, and dreaming this thesis. And so it needs to be something you really care about. And I thought, I really care about music. I care about Florida. I care about Florida folk music okay, I'm going to make my thesis about that. And then I immediately thought, no, I can't, because nobody's going to want to read, like, a 100-page thesis about music. That's not going to really work. And that's when I was like, ooh, podcast, you know? (laughs) Because you can throw the music in there. And I, as much as I love music, you know, uh, and my podcast allowed me to find songs from the Library of Congress website that were recorded in the 1930s. And while I'm talking about this song that perhaps Zora Noe Hurston sang about track lining, you know, uh, and how the, you know, how um, the uh, the workers on the railroad would would have the rhythm, the timing rhythm. And she explained it and sang as she went. And and I was able to include that in my podcast. It was like magic. So, yeah, that's why I was drawn to podcasting because of just the possibilities.
0: Yeah, the possibilities are endless with podcasts. And, you know, you I think you you said it perfectly and eloquently uh, of the beauty of, of podcasting making and also uh history podcasting making specifically i mean that that's also why i i'm in this chair right now interviewing you and you know i'm fortunate enough to have this this job position and i'm going to do my best for it because i also have this you know innate passion for it and i think it's a unique medium um and it's not disparaging the other mediums they're ju- they're just as great but you know there's something unique about podcasting um that i feel like it gets the the benefits of all the other mediums you know um and you you mentioned in you earlier in this answer about the podcasting boom which uh you know transitions perfectly to my next question which is um given your extens- extensive experience with history podcasts and explicitly doing them and also researching them like you said for your thesis um can you explain the history of podcasting uh, as a significant medium in exploring Expressing and even teaching history um, and how it fits with that overall boom, you know, in the past 18 years.
1: Uh, Mark Marin had a podcast. Uh, was it WTF with Mark Marin? I think it's called. And people often point to that as uh, one of the first, I don't know, um, successful podcasts. And he had a large following. And, um, and, and that was around the time, you know, with the, obviously the iPod. Mm -hmm. So people are using, everybody had an iPod. um, And that's how you would, you know, uh, to listen to your podcast. And so that's how it started um, was, it was around that time. And then uh of course everybody kind of started thinking hey this is a way but then you can't just be okay i'm magically a podcaster you have to put the time and effort into learning how to do it exactly and some of those um some of that some of those uh aspects weren't available in the early years of of podcasting some of the software you know like um audition audacity uh pinnacle there's a Mm -hmm. bunch of them so um and then as podcasting became more popular of course there's more companies that are allowing for people to use the the freely let's say how do i say people it's it's affordable people could afford to podcast right um they had the 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 software they had the the stuff they needed technically for it um but you you know you still kind of have to understand how to narrate you have to understand how to write a script you have to understand how to edit there's just so much to it but but yeah, I'd say the podcasting, uh, the history of podcasting, basically begins, I'd say, around two thousand four with the invention of the iPod, and then the early um, podcasts that were popular. Uh, Mark Marin, I believe, one of the reasons he became really popular was because um, he had uh, Barack Obama on his podcast, mm-hmm. so it was, uh, you know, just people just started gravitating towards podcasts for their information because they have the iPod with them in their pocket. So, yeah. but it's interesting because. I thought, okay, so as you noticed a couple of years ago, iPods weren't cool anymore. No. Nobody nobody had iPods anymore, I guess because we have smartphones now, right. so we didn't need them anymore. Right. But I wondered to myself, how is this going to affect podcasting? Is it going to be one of those trendy things that lasts just for just a few years, and then we move on to another medium somehow, and then it's not cool anymore? But the iPod kind of died, but it seems to me like there's been a, even a bigger wave of podcasting within the last couple of years. Yes. Like even though it started in 2004, I would say we're still in the upward trajectory yeah, yeah. of it. But yeah, so um, I feel like that that podcasts are just becoming more and more popular. And then yeah. I thought, OK, audio podcasts are going to go and it's going to be video podcast. But right. it's not. No. And um, audio podcasts are just as popular as ever. Yeah. And I'm just intrigued by that, you know, that people are, as much as we're overloaded with, you know, stimuli all the time, we're just all, you know, I thought that maybe people wouldn't want to sit and concentrate so wholeheartedly on an audio podcast, like you're listening to the radio in the 1930s or something. But it's really great that it's, uh, you know, it's still popular and it's more and more people are taking on podcasting, you know, themselves. Um, not just listening to podcasts, but producing podcasts. Because, like I say, it's it's inexpensive to do it if you just have the passion for it. Right. And, uh, and you – because some people are afraid, you just think it's too complicated and they don't really try. Mm-hmm. But if you just – give yourself a couple months, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, to to learn it. But, you know, have to be patient with yourself, you know, um, while you're learning it. But, yeah, I think it's just still – just gaining more and more popularity. And I'm curious to see where it'll be in a couple years.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm also curious to see where, where this trajectory keeps going. Um, it's, 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 it's interesting because like you said, the iPod definitely in, you know, it's, it's rare to, to say definitely, but definitely died down. I mean, I think, I think this year Apple officially discontinued it from, you know, selling and making it. Um, but podcast didn't die down. If anything, it went up, like you said, um, and and it's not just video podcasts; it's audio podcasts. I mean, now ev- almost every major, you know, major and minor company, um, whether it's they're in the media, whether they're not in the media, um, have some sort of podcast. And um, I think I think it's important. But at the same time, I think listeners should, you know, like most things, be aware that not all podcasts are, you know scholarly you know and, and that's okay there's certain podcasts that they're they're not made for scholars like i listen to podcasts that have nothing to do with academia they're just for entertainment and that's totally okay uh and that, that's the beauty of podcasts that it's for a lot of different forms a lot of different subjects a lot of different genres um but the, the tricky thing is when a podcast tries to masquerade itself in a scholarly work and it's not which is why um like i mentioned before your work is so impressive because You know, I also know you personally, obviously, but, you know, you put in the time and effort off the mic that makes what's on the official runtime of the show scholarly and, you you know, unique. So
1: thank you. I try because, you know, one day I realized that when I die, those podcasts are still going to be out there. Yeah. And um, that was a, a moment where I thought, well, you know. Just as a historian, you have to be you have to make sure that you research very heavily any story that you're trying to tell. And so um, I just wanted to make sure that I put all the effort in a lot of effort into research uh, when I make a podcast, because I don't want anybody 30 years from now to find my podcast somewhere on the Internet and be like, she was wrong about the, you know, whatever she was wrong about the Everglades or she was wrong about, you know, Rosewood or the Ocoee Massacre, whatever it may be. So I would just, I kind of go a little overboard with the research. That's kind of why it takes me a, a, bit, of, a bit of time to put them together because I'm, I'm usually like, research this to death. I, sometimes I go overboard, to be honest. I'm, I probably don't need to research as much as I do, but I'm like, ooh, what little tidbit? Maybe I go down the rabbit hole and I find tidbits and, and other things I might want to bring up. Um, and I don't want them to be, I want them to be entertaining like, wow, that's really cool. I didn't know that. But I primarily want them to be educational. Right. You know, like, I want you to learn something that maybe you didn't know about. So I usually try to find obscure topics. Florida history is my thing. Mm-hmm. I love Florida history. I'm tired of talking about Henry Flagler. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, great job, Henry Flagler. I appreciate you. But, like, we've got to move on. Yeah. You know, there are everyday people that we could be discussing mm-hmm. that whose names aren't aren't well-known, who weren't rich, who weren't tycoons, who weren't um, folks who lived in mansions, you know, uh, fancy houses. I want to know, how did the farmers live? How did they feel? How did, you know, just like I say, the guy, the the family who owned the, the, the grocery store in town back in the 20s, what was that like? What was that, you know, experience? So usually I try just to find the topics that maybe people aren't discussing as much. And I don't usually... I don't usually talk about Henry Flagler or Julia Tuttle or those names that they've gotten so much attention in the past. It's like, let's talk about some new people.
0: Yeah, I'm with, <laughs> I'm with you there. You know, and that that's my goal with these podcasts. Also, um, it's important to talk about, quote unquote, mainstream topics, but it's just as important to talk about other uh, specific episodes in, within our history, not just Florida history, American history, any history um, that aren't well known you know
1: there's so many stories out there you just have to you have to look for them you know and sometimes you don't have to even look very hard you know maybe listen listen to the people in town a lot of history buffs who aren't even uh big academics you know maybe they didn't even go to college but they they have they may be the family historian Mm -hmm. you know who they've got really cool materials they've got cool history you know stories in their family um you know so those are the kind of things like that i'm kind of gravitating towards when I tell stories.
0: All right. Coming back to some questions that specifically talk about Night History Cast. Uh, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced during your time as producer of this sh- podcast?
1: Oh, gosh. I think, honestly, in the beginning, it was it was technical because I didn't I wasn't very good at if I wanted to put music in a podcast and I want, it's, it's, say in the beginning of this particular podcast, you're going to have an intro song mm-hmm. and then you're going to say, hi, I'm Sebastian Garcia, yeah. I'm your host. You know, I would try to put the music under the words and didn't do a very good job. So uh, it took me a while to understand how to seamlessly edit or how to edit in such a way that, um, you know, it, 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 was, it was more listenable. That's how Dr. Casanella would call it, um, make it listenable, you know, and um, So, yeah, I I struggled with the technical part. Um, Interviewing people has always been fun. You know, the the chatting with people, the finding people to talk to was always fun. I've always struggled with, um, yeah, just basically the the editing part. And I've gotten better since then. I think I'm an okay editor now. Um, I still am not great at blending the music with the voice under it and having it sound seamless. Sometimes it sounds abrupt. You can probably listen to some of my old ones and be like, oh, listen to how abrupt that ending was on that one. <laughs> but I just know that was early days, people, and I was doing my best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'd say that's the biggest. Um, one, there, one time I was interviewing Dr. David Head, who's a professor at UCF, about pirate history because he's a pirate expert. And it was great. And he was telling me a wonderful story. and. I looked down and my recorder wasn't recording because it was full so a lot of the problems issues were my fault because it was you know i was new so definitely make sure that you've got plenty of space on your recorder um and and you know uh i that was really that worked out because i looked down and i noticed it wasn't recording and i said oh my gosh it's not recording i'm so sorry and i ran down the hall dr casanello was in his office he had a recorder he let me borrow it problem solved And when I went back and and I said, I'm so sorry, can you say that whole part all over again? And he did. And it was great. And if you listen to that podcast, you won't notice that that issue even happened. So I'd say it's a lot to do with the editing um, was the biggest issues I had in the beginning. And I haven't had any major issues lately. Um, I also just want to make sure that I, like I say, if you're talking to somebody about their book, read their book first. Make sure that you know yes. what you know what yes. you're at, talking to them about because if you, they will be able to tell if you don't yes. know. And yeah. so you don't want to embarrass yourself. You don't want to embarrass them. So just do your research before you meet with them so that you can ask good questions. I and mean, they they can tell by your questions that you actually know what their book's about or their topic or presentation, whatever it may be. Attend their lecture. He, you're going to uh, you're going to interview somebody who's doing a lecture or a presentation. You have to go to it. Yep. Or else your podcast isn't going to be very good.
0: Yeah, not just that. And it, it not not just, like, they will know, but it, it will show in the quality of the episode. I mean, you and I, you and I have talked about this countless of times since I've met you, that, you know, the research is the bedrock of the episode. It's the foundation, you know. And if you have a weak foundation, everything afterwards will just tumble and fall apart. So I'm with you there. Um, I mean, It's no surprise that you said your biggest challenges were editing. I, I'm also with you there. I... I the editing, you know, it could be frustrating at times but uh the interviewing, the finding people, i mean that that's that's the best part of the job, oh, connecting absolutely. and you know seeing people these you know like you said renowned historians and hearing them and picking their brains, i mean ugh, that's just the best part so but yeah. editing could be tough but yeah. you have gotten better uh Thank i know you. that and um you know i'm i'm also in the weeds of that process so
1: yeah. yeah, you'll get better at it. After a while, it'll be second nature. You hardly won't even think about it. It makes me think of when you're driving a stick shift car at first. Oof. At first, you're like, how do I do this? And after a while, you're not even thinking about it. So now when I edit, I don't, I hardly even, it's it's like automatic. So, um, and I generally let John, John White blend the music in. He's the, uh, he's he's the, he's the uh, editor here at the at Florida Frontier. So um, I, I don't even, I'm like, he's the expert. I'll let him do that. And then a lot of times too, if there's a, you know, if there's a way that you can, uh, have assistance with that kind of stuff, you know, that's nice too, but it's really good to hone your skills with that because it'll only, you know, make, make your life more fun. If you, you know, like I say, I mean, I have an Excel spreadsheet with, with, with ideas of interview topics and it never ends. It's just, it's so much fun. Um, and it's, it's, I, I, I'm just thankful that I've, been able to do it as long as I did for UCF. Um, it was great. I, I met so many nice people, and a lot of them became friends. A lot of your people that you interview end up becoming your friend. And um, that's great. You know, what more could you really ask for as a historian, you know? So, yeah, I, I, I so appreciate uh, all the people I've met doing uh, doing podcasting. And and like I say, those, those are out there forever, you know, unless some kind of weird you know, thing happens in history, another, uh, I don't know we call it, uh, whenever, you know, knowledge is lost, maybe a thousand years from now. I don't know, but at least for the next, you know, yeah,
0: you're, you're covered for a good amount of for time. Little while, yeah, for I a can little say,
1: while. <laughs> Hey, I talked to this person, yeah. check this out about this topic. Here it is, you know? Um, and I've learned a lot while interviewing people, which right. is nice, Yes. you know, um, obviously, um, definitely learned learned a lot during the during the interview process ask somebody a question and you're like wow I had no I didn't know that I've never heard of that before and then sometimes that leads to another rabbit hole uh, which is fun you know mm-hmm. I mean it's great
0: well going back to that list you just mentioned of uh, the people you've interviewed and um, if you were given the chance to start this experience all over what would you do differently if anything
1: I think I think sometimes I would, my questions are so open ended that sometimes I might want to ask more, um, I don't know, detailed questions. You know, sometimes I would say, okay, tell me about your book. You know, that's, I used to do that in the beginning. Well, now I'm like, tell me about on chapter five, page, you know, 45 of your book when you said this, you know, tell me about that. I think my questions could have been stronger in the beginning. Um. I want to ask thoughtful questions, uh, questions that lead to interesting, uh, you know, thoughts and conversations. Uh, So what else would I do differently? Hmm. Uh, I might spring for a nice, okay, uh, audition, or uh, uh, which one do I use? I use Audacity personally at home because it's free. Right. But... Maybe I would like to spring for an expensive software, you know, uh, maybe in the I, I'm pretty sure I couldn't have afforded it back then in the beginning. But like if I'm, you know, dreaming, I would have liked to have had probably Audition or Pinnacle in the beginning um, and learn on that because there's just more that you can do. Yep. Um, you can also do video editing in, in some of those. And yep. it would it, it would be cool to know how to do audio editing and video editing. And I'm still very new at the video editing, not great at it. But I'd I'd like to, um, you know, I guess I would have liked to have maybe gotten better at that in the beginning. Yeah.
0: What were some of the history topics or people you had wished, you know, you interviewed during your time in doing this podcast show?
1: One of my people that I would have liked to have been able to interview um, when I was uh, producing podcasts for the UCF History Department was probably the author John Meacham. Um, He writes history books often about presidents and um so he he went to UCF and did a presentation and it was a night that I was doing something else maybe I had a test the next day or something and so I couldn't interview him and I would have loved to have talked to him he's one of my favorite people Damn. uh historians you know mm-hmm. and like wow he's gonna be at UCF so that is one that got away kind of when I think about um he hasn't come to UCF but I would I really want to talk to Henry Louis Gates like I love him and um as he's really good at interviewing people, and just as I uh, sometimes will watch his uh, Finding Your Roots genealogy show, mm-hmm. just to watch how he interviews people because he's really good at it. Um, so I would I would would have he would be somebody if he ever came around. Like he's still on my list. Um, so yeah, those two people come to mind.
0: Well, I didn't mean to, because uh, <laughs> I could see it in your face uh, that you really wanted to get the. Um, That first author historian you mentioned, um, you know, but it happens unfortunately. I mean, you never say never though. You're you're, you're still doing podcasts. It's not not for the show. I got my eye on him. If if he ever
1: comes around my area, I'm still going to talk to him. Exactly,
0: exactly. All right, let's shift from that. You know, somewhat regrettable mood. Uh, You know, those are just interesting questions you lose some exactly no you know it's it's just since um you've had so much time doing this you know these are important questions even though they probably bring back some (laughs) some sadness oh that's okay no
1: it's it's no big deal because i i i just know that one of these days i'll get another chance exactly
0: Um, that's the mindset yep mm -hmm. all right um okay this one is a little i'm gonna put you on the spot for this question You know, but you've been doing great. So I have literally zero doubt that you're going to answer this bad. So, um, what was your favorite episode you produced? And if that's too hard or if you're bold, you can also answer the second part, um, which is just what are the most memorable moments you had doing this podcast?
1: The Night's History Cast podcast in particular. Yeah, in
0: particular, Night's History Cast.
1: Gosh, you know, that is hard. Um... Uh I you know I just mentioned David Head though but I really love pirate history and um I think David Head was probably Dr Dr David Head he earned that PhD so I'm going to add that doctor yeah. to the front <laughs> Um I think that was probably my favorite interview just because he's uh so passionate about pirates and he he's when he talks I'm just I'm spellbound I'm just listening to the different adventures and cool things so and the way he recovered like my technical issue, he was a uh, really you know he recovered so well. He didn't let my issue like take him off track in right. his mind. So I, for some reason, when I think of knights history cast, um, I think of that that one. Uh, but I know there's more. But it's just been so long uh, that I can't I can't think of specific ones. Um, I feel like I'm missing out on some – because there were some great people uh, that I interviewed that comes to mind is with Dorothy Davis about her presentation at the James Weldon Johnson lecture series that she did about her father, Griff Davis, um, who was a pioneering African-American photographer and journalist and diplomat. She was such a nice lady and uh, was just really easy to talk to and – you know, it was just one of those interviews that I just was spellbound by the story, and uh, so yeah, that one is another one that comes to mind. But you know, looking back, I I've really enjoyed every single one of them for their own different reasons, and for sure. Look, and also we can see too which ones are listened to the most and which ones are downloaded the most, and I'm I'm intrigued by that as well. Um, one of my favorite ones that I did also was with Dr. Thomas Madden. Uh, he talked about the topic was modern distortions of the medieval crusades. Oh, I and love that
0: episode. That it's a really good I, yeah, one. Yeah, it was a good one. And I, it's the
1: most popular, I believe, of all the downloads. I feel like people download that one more than almost any others. That one's
0: episode nine, right?
1: Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, episode, episode
0: nine. nine. That one's a really good one. If, if I mean, you mentioned the uh, Dorothy Davis. Mm-hmm. Cool. That was a good one, too. I believe that's. Your longest episode, or pro- it probably still is the longest episode of the show. This one might beat it. <laughs> I don't yeah. know where we're at now, but um,
1: yeah, I remember because I couldn't yeah. stop asking her questions yeah, because yeah. I just I enjoyed. She had such an interesting life. Um, yeah, and- the
0: way she like explained, you know, her life and her with her dad and how historic her dad's career was. It was. I could just tell from listening that it was a very interesting conversation like I, I I felt like I was in the room with her that's how good she was telling the story you know oh that's great and yeah. she
1: we were actually in Dr. Fawn Gordon's office when I did that interview she's good friends with Dr. Fawn Gordon at UCF and we were all chatting like uh you know we were best friends <laughs> and and actually after that interview I've kept in touch with uh Dorothy Davis because uh you know just like I say sometimes people just become your your yeah. friend you know um you hit it off with them so well that you just keep in touch so you'll you'll notice that'll happen to you as well
0: I'm excited yeah and then the the doctor Thomas Madden yeah his, his his also his episode was also really good it was um it's still relevant you know I I think that one came out 2017 2018 somewhere around there And I feel like it's still relevant today, which is the cool thing about if they're done right. It also just depends on the the nature of the topic. But if they're done right, most of these historical topics still have some relevancy today. And I think that's important for listeners, for general public, for academia, for anyone that. You know, tunes in. You know.
1: So. Oh yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, his topic was to do with um, symbols of, of the medieval Crusades yeah. and how they it, it started taking on racist connotations. Yeah. and they've been and distorted, distorted throughout time. Absolutely, and that's uh, like you say. I'd say within the last couple years, this is his topic has become even more relevant. Um, and uh, so I think that's why it's such a popular download. Not just
0: not just with like the the racist angle, which is true, but also. The sort of um fiction angle you know who he mentioned in the podcast in that podcast dragons and hobbits and and, and it's just interesting how it's still relevant today you know and 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 it's sad that it's true you know the the medieval times are important and most people today do associate it with dragons and hobbits and other sorts of cool things but not they're not cool when you associate it with so so Quote unquote truth history, you know. So,
1: yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, he's probably making what a game, game of strong, uh, game of thrones, yeah. uh, reference, but then now there's the, you house, know, of dragons. the house of dragons. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so it's like, ah, yep, yep, still relevant yeah. right there. Yep.
0: Um, so I'm gonna throw some interesting and hopefully meaningful stats at you. Um, you produced all 18 previous episodes uh, of this podcast, you were the narrator of 14 of them. And you personally interviewed the historian slash author in eight of them. When you add up all the minutes you've devoted to this podcast, and we're just talking official runtimes because as we talked about before in this this very own conversation, but also off mic, um, you and I know very well that there are many, many hours um, off mic that are put into making this what it is. That's right. um, That doesn't show up in the official runtime of an episode. But nonetheless, when you count all those official runtimes, you've devoted 408 minutes to this podcast. So
1: wow!
0: when you hear that and with the time you've had to reflect um, on this impressive and admirable work you've done with this history podcast series, what does that mean to you?
1: It actually um, makes me feel good because um, sometimes I, you know, I'm thinking, oh, man, you know, I could have I wish I could have done more. You know, I wish I could have devoted more time. But it, uh, hearing it that way, it's like, okay, you know, you actually did devote um, a lot of time. And like you said, that's not even counting the behind-the-scenes time of, you know, preparing and researching and editing and all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I've loved it. And I I'm, I'm hope I'm, you know, I'm, I'm honored to, to be associated with the podcast. And I'm thankful that you're taking it over. And uh, your passion for uh, podcasting and for history is very obvious. And um, it just, uh, I, I know that. You know, I pass the torch to an appropriate person who's, you know, going to do great work. And I really look forward to hearing the the podcast that you make in the future. And I'm I want to, you know, help you if you ever need any assistance, if you ever need any advice or anything like that. Um, People at UCF were so kind to me. Um, I always want to give back, you know, and uh, in that and however way that I can. But um, I don't think you're gonna need any advice or anything like no, that. No, I definitely will. But, I, uh, I definitely will. If you ever do need any, um, I'm happy to to help. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I
0: appreciate that. And and you know, um, I've told you this several times, several several times, on paper, in you know, in person, and all sorts of mediums. Um, and I'll say it on the record too. Uh, I really appreciate you, and you've been you know nothing but an extreme and extraordinary help, mentor, friend. You know, it's it's been I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. And I, you know, it's it's crazy. I feel like I I've known you for so long, but you know, I've only known you since May of this year when I started the internship here at Florida Historical Society. And you showed me the ropes and you know what makes this experience of taking this job and producing Knight's History cast is also is, is that I could continue your work, you know, knowing that it came from you. I mean, yeah, it's an exciting thing in general, but it makes it more sweet and special knowing that it's your legacy, you Aww, know. That's so, so great. Um, so I'm I'm excited and thank you. And I hope I, I and I will try my best, and I hope I make you proud. And and yeah. I will definitely definitely keep in contact with you always, whether I need help, whether or not I not need help. Um, because this is important.
1: Thank you. Well, you're already doing a great job. You're already making me proud. So yeah. um, thank you for those kind words. And um, yeah, just go out there and do it. Just be yourself. You know, that's all you've got to do. Um, just be yourself and people will want to chat with you. You're charming, you're kind, um, you're uh, passionate about history. And, you know, you have everything it takes to do, to do a great job. And I just, I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what you, what you do. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: (laughs) And thanks for having this conversation with me. As always, I appreciate you. And for all the listeners out there, make sure you go back to the 18 previous episodes and listen to Holly Baker's um, podcast. They're great. They're all enjoyable to watch, I mean, to listen. And um, even the ones that she wasn't the interview because she produced all of them. So her fingerprints are, are in all these episodes. So make sure... You guys go check that out. And um, again, thank you, Holly, for sitting down with me today and having this conversation. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Sebastian.
0: That was the pod. That was Holly Baker, UCF alumni from the Public History Master's Program, an assistant producer for Florida Frontiers, the weekly radio magazine show, the Florida Historical Society, an archivist at the Florida Historical Society, and the former podcast producer of this very own show, Night's History Cast, and of the Florida Historical Quarterly Podcast. For tonight's History Cast, I'm Sebastian Garcia. Please subscribe to this podcast to hear future conversations about history. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And see you next week.